Hey everybody, it's Rev DDT. I'm out here from my walk today and I was thinking about dreams again. And I was thinking about how God talks to us through dreams and uh, we're going to get into that a little bit more in depth. Um, today, listen, I'm putting my phone on my finger. So today we're talking about, um, we're going to talk about how dreams a lot of times are linked together and how they spell, uh, how they uh, spell out or as um, deliver a much broader message and or a much refined message on the line that God's speaking to you in to uh, have you move in a certain direction. Um, you know, he's always forever directing our steps. It says in scriptures that he does, that he does that with his eye. That's in the Psalms. You can look that up yourself. I'm not going to tell you the scripture or even read it to you because what purpose would that give? Well, I just be enabling you to just be lazy and I ain't going to do that. So, <laughs> go find it yourself. It's in Psalms. Here's your hint. Um, read the Psalms. Study it. you really love it. There's a lot of promises of God in the Psalms. A lot of His truths in there. And I've seen a lot of those promises come to pass in my life already. And He's not done. So, He doesn't do it just once. He continues. He's the one that's with us. He never leaves us, forsakes us, it says in Scripture. Who's the brother? Who's the one? Who's the one that sticks closer than the brother? Who's the brother that sticks closer than the brother? Jesus is my brother, and he ain't never gonna leave me. That's right, because I ain't never gonna. I'm never gonna leave him. But here's the thing: it's not based on whether I do something or not. It's based on him. He does that for his own namesake. Did you know that? It says that in scriptures. It says a lot of things about him that he does for his own namesake. That believers, even believers, but the world will try to take it from you. Even believers will try to strip that from you. They'll try to steal that from you. What am I talking about? Talking about those promises. Trying to get you robbed, trying to rob you from them so you don't believe in them anymore. What he's doing is, he, what they're doing is they're eroding your face so you don't believe in God anymore. That's what it boils down to. Plain and simple. I am outside so you will hear the breeze. Or maybe me walking. <laughs> or maybe the birds. Oh, at least they're not quiet. <laughs> or maybe people. There's the birds. That's pretty one. There's some really cool houses over here. Montgomery Street. Yeah. Heading back towards. I'm zigzagging through the neighborhood so I can get my steps in. So we're talking about dreams and how they can be linked and how God talks to us sometimes in a more fine way, more pinpointed way, and also how God talks to us in a more broad way through dreams linked together. And he does that even in he'll even pinpoint things through dreams linked together. Hi Jessica, you guys are live. You wanna say anything? Say hi. Hi. You live streaming. My neighbor. You're on my podcast. Yeah, right now. Right on. Later. I'll see you later. My neighbor, one of my neighbors. And her daughter. We're walking. Two. They're probably walking the smoke shop, I think. Head down the road there. Get cigars down there. I like that place. It's really cool. The people are really cool there. So anyway, cool city. I live in a cool city. People for the most part are pretty cool here, but there's <laughs> there are some jerks too. But let's get on with it. So, so, the last dream I talked about, in the last session I talked about dreams, which is the uh, broadcast before this one, I was talking about dreams, and I was talking about how God was talking to me through a specific dream, and it happened to be in the mental hospital. I was just thinking as I was walking today, uh, just thinking as I was walking today, that FedEx, yeah, gotta love those guys, they're heroes. Yep, they deliver your packages, man. Believe me, you like those packages just like I do. All right, some shade. We can slow down a little. All right, so 
nice neighborhood. Oh yeah, my friend Dustin lives over there. Hey, hi. Hey, hey. hi man. Hey. Love you, dude. Um, so, anyway, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, dreams. Oh, yeah, thank you, dreams. So I had this dream before I had that dream. I've had a lot of dreams before that one, obviously. You know, we all have dreams before dreams, and I'm, you know, pretty old, so I've had quite a few dreams. But um, these were in sequence, and I was just thinking about that, and I was, man, I should have started with that one. So I'm kind of going backwards here, but you'll catch what's going on here as I share this dream with you guys, and as I share the elements and the things I learned from it. Now, that other dream, I shared a few things I learned from it. I learned a whole bunch from it, actually. More than I could share. Yeah, I was trying to, and I was trying to get the words out of my mouth, and they just were not coming past my lips. And I understand that, because the Holy Spirit will hold back what He wants to keep, and He always wants you to share, and He'll give forth that which people are ready to hear at the time they're ready to hear it. And I guess that's where we're at. So, um, got an audience. Cool. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Everything starts as a small beginning, and it grows. Starts as a seed. That seed is a thought. That thought is in your heart. The mind, the will, and the emotions. The place where the fuel of life, the furnace of life, and the things begin. The heart of God. Okay, so here we go. So anyway, we're the same. We're exactly the same in that respect. He, Christ, came and showed us that we're the same. Showed us that, told us that, preached it, demonstrated it, gave his life for it, rose from the dead for it, and we still argue about it. Oh my God, why do we argue about faith? Come on, stop it, people. We're bigger than that, aren't we? No, we're little babies. <laughs> we need our little butts wiped every five seconds because we're getting in trouble all the time. Oh, you know. That's me, man. That's not just you. That's not just us. It's me, too. Yeah, all the time, man. Constantly get myself. I'm just a little babe. We're all babes in Christ. None of us are mature. <laughs> that mature. We think we are, but we're not. We think we are mature enough to tell each other what to do, and we're not. Uh uh. Only parents with children, that's it. And then cops, when you get out of trouble, you know, when you cross the line. The judge, when he freaking throws a book at you because you crossed the line too many times, and now you're in prison, and you're fucked because it really sucks there. But that's not what it's about. Here we go. This is the one right here. Here, there's one. So we go. Probably the only paved alley in this whole area. I like it, though, because it's nice and paved, so it's nice and flat, and I can see everything, and I don't twist my ankle on it, and it's quiet back here. Plus, friends live around here, too. So anyway. So anyway. Oh, sometimes you find things that people throw out, like uh, shelves, you know, book bookcases and stuff. And I take it home and take take it apart, take the wood, and convert it into stuff like tables, low tables, things like that. You know. So anyway. So anyway. Yeah. Alleys can be cool. They can be a treasure trash. You know. Anyway. So as we go. So I had this dream. It came before the other dream. It wasn't. No. Uh, it was. It was just shortly after I was kicked off, ran off, and then left to myself, and then moved back to Boise. So I was um, in Boise. I had a few dreams, and I had a dream where I went to heaven. That happened before every other one of these other dreams happened. This other dream I had happened right after that one, just right, shortly after that, and uh, not very long after it. And uh, then, the, then the one I shared last week happened just right after that too. So anyway, this one happened just right before this one. So anyway, this dream, I'm, uh, I found myself in a house. It was a two-story house, and it was dark. It was midnight or past midnight. It was really dark outside. I was wearing. <laughs> Weird, real weird. I was wearing Englishman clothes. <laughs> had a hat on like Sherlock Holmes. Long coat. Had a big old long rifle in there that folded up. It was inside my coat. That I carried in my coat. And I had a gun and a big old freaking huge knife. And I couldn't figure out what the hell I was dressed like that for. 
But I'm in this dream, and I look down at my attire, and I'm like, wow. I saw myself in the mirror in the house. I saw I, or actually, it was actually the window. That's how I knew I had the hat on. And long hair, mustache. Now, I'm bald. I got no facial hair. I don't wear those kind of clothes. I wear loose clothes because uh, cause, um, I get real hot if I don't, and I get sticky, and my clothes get bound up, and I'm like, ah, I don't want to rip my clothes off, and I hate clothes anyway. So, oh, my God, I'm just going to get out of these clothes. So I do. So I wear loose clothes. Overcoming that part was just wear loose clothes. Okay, so that's cool. Breathable clothing. Non-breathable. Or cotton, sometimes not cotton. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. What the hell ever. Hi. 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 You live streaming. Say hi. Hi to the world. Got you on my podcast here. She's a really cool lady. Got grapes on her back fence. Not yet, but soon. And I love reading those grapes. She's like, you can have some grapes? I'm like, oh, thank you. They're so good. They taste so good, man. So anyway, this dream. Okay, so I was in this neighborhood. It was in right, real close to where I'm at right now. Okay, it was like a few blocks over. I'm almost close to Cherry Lane and Chichol uh, Street. And that's where this dream occurred. Okay, but it was back in time. It's back in a different time. All of a sudden, we're no clothes, and I'm fighting freaking werewolves. And these things are big. And okay, so I'm in this house, and this werewolf's in the top floor. It's killing some kids, and I roll up the top floor. I jump on it. Was killed the kids. Killed this one kid. Tried to kill this one kid. Picked it up and eat it. And I grabbed him, jumped up from behind him. I had my knife on it. I put it into his throat. And I pulled it back and cut his throat. He grabbed his throat. Gurgle, gurgle, gurgle. Fell on the floor. Turned into a human, and he's dead. The next one, werewolf. Um, I came out of that house, and there was one in the house next door. They were hunting together. And I went in through the window. I dove through the front window, and. Um, I had a pistol too, but the and everything had silver bullets in it too, by the way. And, and that knife was a silver. It was a big old, pretty big sized Bowie knife type knife, but it was so sharp it was crazy. And it was silver too. It was silver as well. And um, anyway, I dove through that window, pulled my gun out. As I stabbed through the window, I pulled my gun out. I shot that one, but I hit him in the shoulder instead of in the heart. And because uh, he turned right when I shot him, he turned to run and hit him in the shoulder. But he hit the ground, hit the wall, and then the ground, and I dove on him. And uh, I managed to get behind him and put him in a rear naked choke and I grabbed the top of his head and his bottom jaw and I ripped his top of his head off with my hands because I killed him with my bare hands. Lost my knife, then I found it on the way out. It was stuck in the floor, I tripped over it on the way out. So I found my knife. Next scene, I'm uh, down here on Cherry Lane. About, and I had been there, but it was, all of a sudden it's a different year, different time, different time period. It was now. And I'm standing there, I'm like looking around going, I'm wearing the same clothes, almost, but I had more of a brimmed hat on. Long coat still had my long rifle, but it had now had a tripod on the bottom of it. I still had my knife. Lost my gun, but I didn't need it because I was killing these things with my knife and my bare hands. And I had two teammates with me. So we're down here by these apartments, just about, about a little ways from the corner, a few yards from the corner. There's a church on the corner that wasn't there. And um, the house that's on the corner was in the middle of the road. And the road was a dirt road. No, it wasn't this road that I'm seeing now. And I'm coming up on here pretty soon. Yeah, I'm coming up on it pretty soon. I'm turning right now. And I'm over here on Targhee. Heading to Chichon Street. And I'm coming up pretty soon on it. So, anyway. Kind of the description. I was down the road to the west. The corner. On the corner is where the house is. It was on the east. Past that was the road. There was a field there. It was like it was in the 70s. But except for the church, you know, except for everything the way it looked. There was a field there where there's some apartments right there now. The field like it was in the 70s, is what I'm trying to say. And then, like when I was a kid and grew up, played over there. It was really cool. Fucking had a dirt track and shit. Underwater, you know, underground forts and stuff like that. It was pretty cool. Anyway, um, I was there. So there's the setting. 
me and my guys, we were down here by the apartments. We were standing in front of the apartments. But one, one, one of my buddies, he was standing out in the road. I saw the, we saw the werewolf go into the house, the one on the corner that was actually out in the street, this yellow one down here. Uh, Mormon house, pretty cool place. Guys, people that live there are way cool. Right across the street from this Mormon church. Church wasn't there, it was a field. I'm standing there, and I'm looking, and I can see him. I said, there he is right there in the front room. My guy had my long rifle out, and he had it, he had it set up on the tripod, and he was standing there, standing there, and standing there in front of the apartments. Now, I was, there was two houses, and then, there was two houses, and then the corner house, right? The two houses were there, but they were set back, like they are right now. Set back, both of them are set back a little bit. One of them's kind of up, up front a little bit, but it's got a half circular driveway, so it's set back just a little bit from the road. So they were both where they're at now. I'm standing in front of the second house, and I'm looking, and I can see the werewolf. I'm on the, I'm on the uh, north side of the block, and the north side of the street. And I said to my guy, I go, shoot now, he's right there. And so he goes, <laughs> he goes, no, I can't shoot. There's a kid in the way. And I looked, and right between me and him, all of a sudden, I see a witch standing in the yard, casting a spell. Now, this, check you out. How do I know she was a witch? First off, she's casting a spell. She's trying to keep the werewolf alive, because she doesn't want us to hunt the werewolf, I guess. I don't know. But she put a little kid, an image of a kid in front of my friend, in front of that rifle, and he couldn't take the shot. He thought he was going to shoot a kid, and I'm like, no, it's an illusion. But he couldn't see the witch. I could, though. From where I was standing, I could see her. He couldn't. Oh, man, that speaks a lot. That's a lot of stuff that speaks. Anyway, so he didn't take the shot. So the werewolf starts ransacking through the living room, and uh, I took off and ran. He couldn't take the shot. So I took off running for the house, and I dove through the window and uh, see the house right now. I dove through the window at the end of the house, heading, heading east. I was heading east. I dove through the window on the side of the house. And uh, my, other, my other guy that was out front of the house, he was right out in front of the house. He came in through the front door. He got bit right when he came in through the front door. And uh, he got bit pretty bad. And um, he, ended up, he actually ended up losing blood and dying right there on the spot. But my other guy, he was still petrified. And the witch was down there casting spells on her. But I couldn't contend with that. I had to kill these werewolves. There was five of them that we were hunting. And this was the freaking fourth one. We killed the other two. I had a fourth one and then a fifth one to kill. You know, and then, uh, then I had one more. Wait, 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 what did I say, five? I said I killed two, we're on the third one. Yeah, two more to kill, excuse me. <laughs> so I had two more to kill. So we're on the fourth one, or the, the, the uh, third one. And, okay, so we go, we go round and round in the house. I got my dagger into his shoulder. Um, he never bit me, never clawed me. But uh, but I beat. I, he hit me a couple times and knocked me into the wall, knocked me over. And I jumped on jumped on top of him, freaking over the couch. and got my freaking my my um my knife down into his fucking shoulder. But I missed every, all the arteries and stuff. So I missed everything. He squilched, pulled that freaking dagger out, threw it at me. It landed on the ground in front of me. He took he took off running. It didn't hit me. It just fell on the ground in front of me, which I thought was kind of strange because it should have hit me. He took off running, dove out the window, the first window he saw, and I dove out after him, but he got, a, he got away from me because he's fast. He got on this chain link fence, turned around, looked at me, and went bleh, 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 with his tongue, and, and snarled at me, and then took off. Didn't see him again after that. Pretty, pretty crazy dream, huh? So you might think that's a nightmare. It wasn't no nightmare. We were on the hunt, man. I knew exactly what was going on. This has been going on my whole life, so I know, you know, I've been a lot of years into this. You know, I'm in my 50s, I'm 59, almost 60. This has been going on since I was a kid. Okay, but I've had a dream language with God for the last 40 years. Um, let's see. Excuse me, that's 38 years. The last 38 years, so here we are. There's the house. I'll never forget that dream. It was crazy. Was it another realm? No, it wasn't. It was a dream. I was being taught something, a lesson. When you're in another realm, it's exactly like it is here. Exactly, except it's another realm. And some of them are so bizarre, you can't even explain them. Some of them you don't want to go to. You need a guide when you leave your body. 
if you're if you're a believer in Christ, when you step outside, your body absent from the body is present with the Lord. He will be standing right there, and you can go with Him. And you can ask Him to take you and show you, and He will. There you go. That was a freebie, everybody. Anybody that's coming into the awakening, man, you better get a hold of that one because that's it's going to be important for you. Otherwise, as a believer, you'll lose your mind. It's going to offend some of your doctrine too, by the way. Oh man, it'll offend the crap out of it. But it's Him. It's Christ. I've walked with Him in heaven. I know it's Him. I've been walking with him since I was a kid. I know it's him. I know who Jesus is. We're best friends. His aroma's all over me. Pretty sure my aroma's all over him, too, because I hang on him like I would hang on. Well, anyway, as we're going here. Hey, he's my big brother, man. Takes care of me, watches over me, protects me. Takes care of my family when I pray for them. My family takes care of them. Takes care of my neighbors. I pray for them. He takes care of them. somebody's in your own home or in your own church house fellowship hall you know some people can turn real weird man real quick you know cultish behavior excommunication is right in the very definition of evil the very middle of the Hebrew definition of evil excommunication is in it don't do that so how does that dream reflect that other one alright here we go okay the werewolf I found out as I was doing research because I had to research it because I was like what the hell <laughs> I sit up in my bed every time I have a dream like that and I go, what the, what the, what? <laughs> oh, oh, what? Uh, huh? Well, what the, okay, what, what? Whoa, that was, whoa, whoa, that was a trip. Usually <laughs> every time, too. <laughs> the same thing. It blows me away, man, because I'm like, going, what the fuck was that, man? You know, I know I ate popcorn last night, but that wasn't popcorn that did that. That was something else. I have popcorn dreams. They're weird. <laughs> Comical, usually, <laughs> and strange, but that's just some reality shit, man. But it's like some other alternate realities and stuff. I'm thinking, are they realms? Uh-huh, I keep hearing in the spirit, yes. The dream realms is just another realm, man. We visit realms, different realm every time we go to sleep after dream. Meditation. You visit another realm, you shift outside your body. There's a realm right next to us. That's realm. You're you're in that realm. When you shift outside, where the hell do you think you're going? When you shift outside your body, just nowhere. No, no. There's more, more about God we don't know than there is that we do know. Way, way, freaking way more. The speck of dust that we know is like a speck of dust, and that's it. Everything else, compared to sin, it's just everything else. The universe and it's everything that's in it. Yeah, that's that's God. It's the knowledge. God, what we've touched is this little speck of dust. You can go walk outside and look at the ground. Look at the dust on the ground. Look for just one little speck and pick it up if you can. Pick up a little pile of it. Put it in your hand. Blow it away in a little bit lightly until you see that one speck there. That's the knowledge. That's how much we have about God, the universe, and everything around us. And including ourselves, which is so sad. There's been centuries and centuries of people, literally millions of people, working against man waking up to self to understanding who we are why we are here what is our mission how do we get that knowledge it's, if, it's, if it's real knowledge is it true is it, is it available is it available how do we get to it show me the path we hear all the time wait I hear that I constantly heard that in my heart man I hear it from people when I'm talking to them I hear another voice I hear their voice I hear their inner child's voice I also hear a deeper voice a much deeper voice this is the way this is the way this is the way this is the way I hear that voice, be calm, be still, trust in me, trust me, I'm right here, I'm your father, I'm right here, trust me, turn to me. 
I hear confession. Okay, so what do I do? What do I do when I hear confession? I take confession, I give it to God, and I go through one ear at the other, and I won't apply my heart to it because it's not none of my business. I'm just there for those people to actually have that space of comfort with God, and that's what you're there to do. And listen, if you think that you that you know better than God on that subject, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong, and you've just stepped into the place of pride, and you've just nullified yourself from the place of being a servant to the Lord and allowing the Lord to work through you. So there's another freebie. So come on, man. So those dreams, how they connected. Okay, so werewolf, religion. That's religion. It's actually false religion. It's a symbol for false religion. One of the symbols. There's a few, but it's one of them. Got me thinking. Yeah, it's wolfish. It turns men into wolves that devour. And just start thinking about it. I mean, there you go. That's your start right there. You just caught that image, didn't you? You just caught that vision, didn't you? Didn't Jesus say that when he leaves, that the, that the wolves are going to come in and scatter the flock? Fuck, it's still happening. It recurs over and over again all the time. Constantly, somebody rises up in the Spirit of God, preaching the pure word of Jesus, walking in signs, miracles, wonders, like he said would happen, would follow after those that believe in me, will have signs, miracles, wonders, gave a freaking list, and guess what? Even the church argues about that list. And they'll sit there and say, oh, they'll get in front of people and defame this person. They'll go out of their way to do it. I've watched this happen almost constantly for years and years and years. Hell, the 90s were really bad for that. So were the 2000s. You know, I watched it all the time. I'd do research on it just to see what was going on. It was just getting worse and worse and worse. Why? Because the enemy's winning at that one point. So, false religion is cropping up everywhere. It's taking down the real saints of God. It's taking down the workers of God, the, the servants. It's also justifying us, too. It's giving us an avenue to stand up and go, I know where my strength lie. It lie in the Lord. Don't lay in all this crap. This crap can all burn because it's going to anyway. But God will never burn. See, He's forever. Who are you gonna trust, man? You can trust man. You can trust Jesus. You can trust God. You can trust your eternal Father. You can trust the Creator. You can trust the one that knows everything. You can trust people that pfft, we don't know jack diddly squat about anything really. Just a little bit. We think we do. Oh, we think we tell each other what to do all the time. Oh my God, you know what? That's so stupid. Come on, you're not God. Neither am I. So get off it. So am I telling you what to do? No. I'm making some suggestions, <laughs> maybe sternly, but I am. Here, here's a nugget. How does that thing, how does those two dreams mix? God was talking to me about a mental hospital. He was talking to me about in the one dream. That's um, trapped in mind control, people that have mind control, cults, occults, mind control, listening to man, mind control, allowing men to suggest things to you and then go in the direction they're suggesting because you believe that they're right, not because God's saying it to you. Mind control. There's a lot of ways, a lot of forms of funk comes in, but there's a lot of ways we give into it too. It's our will that says, okay, I'll do that. We don't have to. We can say no. We can go out and we can fight against it as well, and that's what I've been doing for years. That's what actually, um, right before I started this podcast, um, you know, it was part of the prayers. That was part of it. Actually, it was in the prayer, in the prayer list. When I was praying for this podcast, man, I was praying for... It was that, that dream and some other dreams that, that inspired that me to pray even harder for the podcast. So I had a place so I could share this with people. Because this knowledge is important for the spiritual warriors that are out there. This knowledge is important for you. Anybody that's in personal development or trying to have a relationship with God or trying to live better in this world, you're working on spiritual development, my friend. Personal development. Personally spiritual. You're working on it. Where are you going to develop the most at and have the most effect in your life for making the world better? Okay? There's one for you. I could tell you. I'll give you a hint. It's in the spirit. Yeah. It's not in the soul. It's not in the flesh. 
flesh burns. The soul, eternal, it goes back to God. What fuels the soul? The spirit. Who gave you the breath? God breathed into us. We became a living soul. His breath in us, a vessel, a fleshly vessel, became a living soul. The spirit is where you have to go back to. You have to start there and then move and then build. We got it backwards. We do it the opposite way, man. We even chase the wrong things. We're taught to chase the wrong things. You know, like I talked about this morning, man, Pledge of Allegiance isn't even said in the schools anymore. Hell, man, that was like early morning prayer. It was Pledge of Allegiance and somebody started out with a prayer. That's how I was raised in school. And you know what? Uh, raised a lot of God-fearing people, too, because the people that I know, that I went to school with, they all love Jesus. They all love God. My generation, there's a lot of people who love God. My gosh, there's a giant J laying in the sky up here in the clouds. I just saw it. That's crazy. I mean, I'll take a picture of what I'm done here, but <laughs> laying sideways. It's pouring out. Oh, it is pouring out because there's stuff coming out of the top. And that looks like a bottle top up there, too. Whoa, that's crazy. That is cool. Oh, there's a face right there. And another one. And another one. Oh, those are cool. Oh, that looks like a little baby lizard right there, like a little uh, gecko-like thing. Oh, um, uh, gecko, not a gecko. Um, fire dragon. That's what I was trying to say, fire dragon. My friend raises him. He has a guy I went to school with, another guy I went to school with. I'm buddies with people I went to school with. I don't know if you guys are, but, man, I tell you what, I'm glad I am because um, they've been there. Oh, now this. Check it out. Now the J's turning to go upright. First, it pours out whatever it pours out, which is a big blob of really cool stuff. It looks like a little baby, actually. Whoa, that kind of looks like a baby. And now it's like tilting and it's going, going to go straight up now. It's turning, the whole thing is. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, there's another cloud that's turning too like that. So there must be a draft right there making them. They're both turning like that. I've never seen it do like It's turning like it's a di being dialed by a hand. These clouds are. This is crazy. Well, I've never seen them do that before. All right. I ain't going to argue with anybody about it. I just get to say, bless God. So those dreams, man, they're connected. So mental hospital, okay? Um, religion, uh, really freaking wolfish religion is is mind trap. It's mind trap religion. I think really the message was a two-part dream. It was two different dreams in two parts. And um, as I think about it even more so over the years. But those two messages actually was was for me. You know, I'd go hunting after it, but that's it. You know, it's at this point, it's an enemy now. It's an enemy of my mind. It's an enemy of my heart. It's an enemy of my awakening. It's an enemy of, in other words, that religion, that freaking crazy, crass, hardcore religion like that that I was some for some reason around. Kind of raised by a person that was really hard ass like that too, you know, um, and, and mean spirited and stuff, and just you know the same time. I I I just was going from one freaking dysfunctional violent home to another dysfunctional violent family, you know, from one family to another, and that family became that way when that that church family did when it became that way, and it does, and they do. It wasn't just one; there was other ones that did too over the years, just different ones, little ones here and there. But then I had some really good fellowship where they didn't turn that way either, and they were really good, and they stayed. So that gave me hope. Give me hope for like something maybe in the future. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, I'm, I'm a reverend. I'm a licensed minister. I can actually charter a church if I want to. I got lawyers. I got lawyers if I need them. I got everything I need if I need it. I can do it if I want to, but I choose not to because I don't want to start something and have it turn out exactly the same way that stupid freaking drum circle that I started years back turned out to and or anything else that I've been around and watched happen in Christendom. Except following Jesus, man. The people are still following Jesus. My friends are still following him. I'm still following him. It doesn't take a church to follow Jesus. You are the church. He already called you the church. Go be the church then in the world. Reach out with loving hands. So, and that was another thing about that dream too. The elements in that dream, the witch. 
casting a spell trying to keep us from our work. Well, that happens here right here in this valley. I had another dream about that years back, but there was also, um, I read a, a circular, and the circular had, and this is years back, back in the 90s, uh, no, 2000s, uh, early 2000s, there was a circular that went out, and the circular had uh, some people were at a restaurant, some Christians were, and they saw these people praying. They thought they were praying, and they went in there to talk to them, and they thought, they, oh, these people are praying. And they, they asked them if they could join the prayer, and they said, no, you don't understand. We're not Christians. We're witches, and we're praying for, our, we're praying for, or our, we're praying a spell right now that God will take down all of the pastors in this valley and take down and hurt every one of the churches in this valley so that they can stop doing, spreading uh, the, the message of Jesus. Now, that's a true story, okay? Now, so... You know, I'm not accustomed to witches working against us, but I'm, you know, um, I don't have a, I don't have an issue with that. If you're working against us, fine. That's fine with me, man. We're more powerful anyway, so it don't matter. But here's the thing: the thing I see is this: is is that those elements were involved in this dream, and those elements were also, even though they weren't in that other dream, they're still involved in the dream. Witches are all about mind control. They're all about controlling things, controlling the elements so they can't be controlled or they shouldn't be controlled through supernatural means. That mental hospital is exactly a, a, a vision of that, of, of that, of that spell coming to pass, or, or a spell like that coming to pass. Can you see what I'm saying? I didn't see the connection until I was in the shower. God started showing me these things. I was like, okay. So, and the people that got out with me, they were, they were some of the people that got out with me, but have, but got caught and got caught and got swept back up into it. And I know some people that got caught, got swept back up into it. And then. The thing is, is that I've ran, since then talked to a couple of those people and they've gotten loose from that and they're loose from it now and they're not ever going back because they see the pitfalls, they see the freaking, the problem going on there and the problem is never getting addressed. It'll stay the same, keep going the same because it's a moneymaker for these people, for some of these people. It's their moneymaker. For other people, it's a power thing. It's a power trip they're on. They want to have power over people so they just, real strict religion. That's what those werewolves are all about. Real strict religion like that to devour men as if they're food. Trashing them and then just leaving them for dead. That's what I've seen and, and, and freaking experienced myself many times experienced, not just once, but many times in Christendom or in churchianity, like I got called. The religious rights agenda is to take over America and make America, they're basically their little Bible believing bitch. And I'm going to say it just like that because it's not coming from Jesus. Jesus is not, that's not his agenda. No, no, no. Christ already laid it out in Revelation or laid it out in scriptures. It's already in Ezekiel. There's scriptures that haven't even, there's, there's a whole bout, there's a whole freaking battle that happens. It's in Ezekiel that hasn't happened yet. And that's the end time battle. It's in Ezekiel, the Valley of Megiddo. In the Valley of Megiddo, it talks about that, ba that battle and what it's going to be like. Those are prophecies that haven't happened yet. They will happen because all the other prophecies have come to pass. And there's prophecies that have been erased from the Bible that men did when they were going through, going through writing the Bible. You know, when they were putting the books together, they were editors, and they edited certain books out and certain things out, man. They left some stuff out, and there are other prophecies that have not been, not been let in there that are part of this whole picture. But I'll tell you what, right now, they don't take anything away from the book of Revelation. Not one thing. Actually, they add to it if they do anything. So you don't need to add to that book, though. You know, you don't need to see a bigger picture than what's written down there, because that one's right there. That's it. It talks about it, and it comes in stages, too, by the way. It doesn't happen all at once, by the way, people. Most people are like, oh, my God, it's going to happen all at once. Well, that'll never happen. So they don't believe it. No, it comes in stages. And that picture is like three times. It shows you different stages of what's going on at the same time. And three different stages, too, by the way. It's three different stages. Figured that out as I was studying it. There's a big message in there that we need to heed, and we need to, we need to really heed it. God's talking to humanity. Still is. He's not divorced from humanity. He doesn't do that. He don't believe in it, so he won't do it. Talks about it all through scriptures, condemns people for doing it, and then turns around and has people that follow him doing it to other people, even to their own people. 
That is so wrong. That's the enemy. When you're fighting against that enemy, that's the enemy we're fighting against. Not the people, but the enemy. The enemy of the church, the enemy of the people, the enemy of humanity. Don't fight each other. Fight that. Okay, so how do those dreams coincide? How do they connect? How are they, how are they similar? How do they connect? God, for one thing, God was showing me they did. But the other thing, too, was in, 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 in the elements that were in the dreams and stuff. The second dream I had when I was, um, had, had the second one, I was in the mental hospital. Remember, I was by myself standing there when it, that dream started. This dream, I was with some people. Who was I with? I was with some people who got taken out. One of them got killed. One of my brothers got killed. One of them fell away from God. One of my brothers, because of what the church did to him, fell away from God. Because of what that religion did to him, fell away from God. The other one, the other one's still struggling. Right now, still struggling. I know because I just talked to him a few days ago. Still struggling. But, but, you started to kind of shake out of it. I got to keep talking to him and keep praying for him. We started to kind of come, come out of it and realize that it was people, not God, that did this to him. And that's what I had to remember. And that's what you always got to remember, everybody, is, is that when people do stuff to you, sometimes it's not the people, it's people behind that. But remember, they make the decisions, but do not hold them in an account for that. Don't do that. Forgive them. Forgive them and work through it, work through it, and work through it, and keep working through it. But you may have to stay away from them because they may be toxic. Because you know what? You don't want somebody who you trust getting in your freaking boat with you, rowing out across the lake. You're going to the other side. You're way out in the middle of this bottomless lake, and you don't got a life preserver. And all of a sudden, he takes out his shotgun and shoots the freaking boat right in the bottom. and puts a big asshole in it, and now you got to bail water, and you're going to probably drown because you can't swim that far. So there you go. You don't want that. Okay, so sometimes you got to say, okay, I need to stay away from this person because we're not serving each other. We're turning each other apart, and that's not right because that's not what God. He saved us, it says in the book of Hebrews, a blessing to be a blessing. Gave us a blessing, salvation, so that we could be a blessing. That's why we're still here. So there you go. Anyway, so dreams, they do connect. You guys might want to explore that with God. Um, that's all I can say on it. I was trying to say more about it, but it just isn't coming out. So, um, I think because the reason why is because, oh, I do know, I know this for a fact. It's because he wants to talk to you about it. So press in and talk to him about your dreams. No, remember this too about dreams too. Another thing about dreams is not every dream that you have that's dark and crazy and, and radical and real violent and bloody and all that stuff, it's not necessarily evil. It could be prophecy. It could also be something that you need to see that will speak to you on a much deeper level that you're not receiving it on the level that you need to receive it on. So he's got to talk to you in such a way, a graphic way, so to get your attention, so that you'll press in and hear what he has to say to you and show you. So he may have a task for you to go do that may set some people free. And that right there, my friend, is the work that Jesus did. So there you go. Can't be in bad company when you're doing what Jesus did. And you know what? We're at the end of this broadcast. And I think I'm going to call this one Dreams. What the hell? <laughs> and then, <laughs> Yahoo! Rev DDT, Universal Broadcast, broadcasting live across the universe. This is Rev DDT. <laughs> right on, baby. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye-bye.